Hello and welcome to the Back Check, the Hockey History Podcast. My name is Riley. I'm with Bill. Hey, how you doing? Good, how about you? I'm doing all right, thanks. Uh, this is our Heart Series. This is the penultimate episode of the Heart Series, um, where we are talking about the cases for every Heart Trophy in history. Uh, this is part eight, I want to say. I hope it's part eight. Uh, I think it's part eight. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be a nine-part series in total. Um, and this one, we are talking about the last few hearts uh, from the last lockout to the present moment. So we're going to start off with the 2013 Hart Trophy, um, which was given to Alex Ovechkin. Uh, the Capitals were 10th in points, 8th in simple rating system, which is just a reminder, a way that uh, Hockey Reference uses to uh, truly evaluate teams. Um this was, of course, a short season, much like 1995. There were only 48 games, I believe, 48. And um, so uh, there's a whole bunch of uh, interesting things about this very short season, some of which, for example, the Leafs made the playoffs for the first time in like a decade, almost. And, uh, and then as a result of that, made really terrible free agency decisions, and I basically stopped watching the Maple Leafs. And it, I, get, I barely come back from that, and I'm, which is a crazy thing to say on a hockey history podcast. But like this Maple Leafs team and the and Dave Nonis's faith in this Maple Leafs team, which clearly overperformed, is like and signing of David Clarkson is the point at which I switched from being a hockey fan to a basketball fan. Like I was already a basketball fan, but it's the thing that that flipped me from one being my primary sport to the other. So 2013 has some resonance for me because of that. Um, it was a crazy short season. Uh, Sidney Crosby was far and away the best player in the league by points per game. Uh, he was point, um, three, one points per game up on Martin Saint-Louis for the uh, points per game lead. But, of course, Crosby missed 12 games, so a quarter of the year. Um, though he still won the Ted Lindsay. Uh, and then, of course, Saint-Louis um, did not miss 12 games, so he had 60 points to uh, lead the league three three up on his teammate, Steven Stamkos. I guess, I, I guess the thinking is Crosby missed games. Um, so they, and then for reasons that seem to be, I know we can talk about Bill, but like, I guess maybe St. Louis and, uh, and uh, Stamkos sort of canceled each other out in people's yeah. minds. Uh, so they voted for neither of... Oh, no, you know what it was? It was the Lightning sucked. That's what it was. Sorry. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I confuse San Luis to Art Ross trophies sometimes because, you know, in 2004 he won it and the team was the best team in the league or one of the best teams in the league. And then he won it this year and they were one of the worst teams in the league. So they weren't basically eligible. So then they decided to give it to Ovechkin who, uh, you know, had 32 goals, which was almost... You know, it was a fair amount. Um, yeah. But also, uh, Ovechkin is fifth in, or tied, sorry, for fourth in points per game. And he is way off Crosby. Yeah. Um, and he is a fair amount off St. Louis. Um, yeah, well, I, I think it's with the shortened season, too. It's, um, you know, that, that's, a, that's a quarter of the season that he missed. Yeah. And, and it's like, like missing 20, the, 21 games in a regular season, right? Yeah, and, and, and like for, for a lot of some of the awards that we were looking at last time, it's like, hey, he only played 60-something games. Like, are, yeah. can we give it to him? So maybe that was the thinking why some people didn't vote for him. But it ends up being like a dead heat. So, like, it seems like enough. It seems like you're either at that point 
on Team Crosby or Team Ovechkin, right? Like, it's kind of what it felt like. Yeah, which is which is weird because, you know, Ovechkin had a good year, but yes. like as we were talking about in the last episode, he he probably deserved to win. Well, there was one year he deserved to win, right, where he didn't get it. Yeah. And this year, I think you can really look at it and you can think, like, you know, um, like, is Patrick Kane, that's, but I'm going to do something that I'm not sure I should always do. Putting putting off-ice stuff aside, is Patrick Kane not a better candidate? He has one less point. He has the same points per game, and he is on a far better team. Right? They're the best team in the league. The Blackhawks. Yeah, but he well, he scored a, uh, nine less goals than Ovechkin, which is yeah. a significant number. Uh, it is. Especially in that short of a season. Yeah. Um, and, and that was a year where he and Taves are both sort of in that 50-point range, like point-of-game players. And yeah. I, I think Kane doesn't get a lot of votes because Taves is he, on his team. And everybody at this point knows that Taves is the guy that drives that team and is going to help them win cups, whereas Kane's going to put up the numbers. But when, you know, the, the heavy lifting comes to be done, it's Jonathan Taves, right? And, yeah, and at, that yeah. point, he, at that point, he was viewed as, I would say, at least as good as, um, as, as Bergeron. Um, yeah. I mean, his, his, he's, he's fallen off in recent years as Chicago's kind of fallen apart. But at that I, point, you're like, if you take him away from that team, they're not... A, a cup contender like he's the most important player on that team he does everything just to um, agree with you i think that over time taves reputation has fallen and bergeron's risen a bit and and like now i think we would a lot of people would say bergeron has had the better career and is the better player but like back then i think most people would have said taves for sure yeah yeah, yeah. i mean a, lo- a lot of people thought he might be the best all-around player in terms of like yes even better than crosby kind of thing because crosby Crosby wasn't as good at face-offs and defensive play as he is now. Yeah. Um, like, Crosby works on everything, right? So he's just gotten yeah. better at all those little things. But Tave sort of had all those quote-unquote intangibles and yeah. face-off skills. And, like, he's, he, you know, he's sort sort of like a, I guess, I guess you'd say like a, like a high watermark in terms of you're a complete player for, for a lot of years. Yeah. Uh, and, it, you know, like Vancouver got Bull Horvat. And I remember thinking, like, was that the right pick? I'm like, he's a complete player, but he's probably more like a really good second-line center. And then the first time he, they played against the Blackhawks when he was a rookie, he went he went 6-0 and in the faceoff dot against Taves. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, he's real. <laughs> this guy's going to be a player. I'm sold. <laughs> that was all it took. So that just sort of shows you, even though, obviously, he's a Blackhawk, so it's, I hate him. Um, yeah. Jonathan Taves is a hell of a hockey player. So I, I, I think that's why Kane doesn't get any votes there it's just that everybody's like yeah but Taves is the best player on that yeah team, yeah so. I, I think that's fair uh, one <clears> thing <throat> I would ask in terms of like I I, I listen I remember that three that three uh, in a row uh, shootout goals at the world juniors like everybody and I I think Taves went through a period where he was very very good I do think the Taves being better than Crosby narrative got a little out of control and yeah. as evidence in say 2013, I would point out to everybody who says that that Crosby scored over 0.5 points per game more than Taves did, yeah. and so your argument would then be Taves is getting that back on the defensive end, and I don't, 
buy that. I think Taves is an excellent defensive hockey player forward. I don't see 0.5 points per game like that. That's I, we can't quantify defense in that way. We haven't figured it out, but like that is, you know, yeah, yeah, that's an absurd like defenseman. We have to be playing like a hell of a lot to do that. So anyway, I still think he's very good. I just think yes. that narrative got a little out of control, yeah. and some of it was just because I think it was cool not to like Crosby for a long time. It was, yeah. Um, I don't know what to do here because I'm very much, as I've said many times, I am very much on the side of if you don't play enough games, you don't get the award. It's a full season award. I have not been able to articulate what that cutoff is. And when I look at 36 out of 48, I go fine. But then I prorate it for a full season and go 60 out of 82. And it makes me go, yeah, that's not enough. I think, I don't know. Um, And I think that, like Crosby plays like a few more games and he is hands down the choice. Yeah, I think he wins it. Yeah. I mean, they're the second best team in the league and he's far and away the best forward in the league. Like no, not even close. But without that, it's really tricky because I, I do, I, when I was asking about Kane, I was, I was, you know, playing devil's advocate a little bit. I, I am very much of the opinion as you are that Taves, especially back then was like, more vital to his team than Kane. And so giving the award to Kane feels like a bit of a, um, a mistake. So then, but like, it does feel like Ovechkin sort of got this, not because he had a deserving year, but because other people's years don't really work to give the award, which feels weird to me, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Like, like like Tavares is the only one out out of those top players that you could argue didn't have a sort of a, a running mate to help his stats. But then you, when you look at Kunitz having 52 points, you're like, yeah, but a lot of that has to do with Crosby. So a ton of that has to do with Crosby. Yeah. So then you're yeah. like, th- does that just show how great Crosby is that he's making Kunitz look like an all-star or is it, you know, Tavares had 47 points in 48 games on a terrible team. And but so like, let's just, let's yeah. just push the brakes on Tavares a little bit. He got, he came in what third, this is yes. this oh, is oh, not I, I, this I is nuts. Yeah, and I like I like John Tavares. That yeah. is insane to vote this guy John Tavares third. He is. I gotta look up his points per game ranking, uh, if I can find it. Hold on a second. It's it's just it's absurd. Uh, he is he is not in the top ten. He's well out of the top ten because he's not even at a point per game. But if if you look at the rest of the top players that are there, I know. You know, Backstrom and Ovechkin, Crosby yeah, yeah. and Kuhn, I get it. Kane and Taves. St. Louis and Stamkos, it's like they all have that running mate, and then Tavares sort of did it on his own. Tavares uh, is 29th in points per game. Geez. Now that now that's that rough. doesn't so that that's just going from the pure stats. So that doesn't exclude a bunch of people who missed a ton of games. Yeah. If we cut them out, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, <laughs> still 22nd. Yeah, that's not great. Like you shouldn't. No. If you're a defenseman. And you're 22nd in points per game, and you're third in Hart Trophy voting? Cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the, this guy the, is a the, forward. The, the thing is, I'm not arguing that he should have gotten those votes. I'm just trying to say why. I think no, I, know, I, I understand yeah. that. I understand that. I just wanted to be like, like, whole, like it is one of the weirder third-place finishes yes. I think we've seen in a little, in a few seasons. Because it's like, you're just like, it's exactly what you're saying. It's exactly like, people are like, look at his teammates. They're awful. But you're also like, you couldn't, like... You chose him over a Blackhawk? Yeah. 
or over really? one of the lightning or one of the penguins like it's it's pretty tough yeah or the capitals like all those teams are good teams uh with the exception of the lightning the but, habs yeah i mean i don't know who you pick on the habs but the habs like aren't the habs deserving of a heart trophy uh a candidate if uh like like pk um if uh if like Tavares of the like middling the middling Islanders who who like I said was twenty second in points per game is yeah anyway. probably I mean I think PK is a, a not a horrible choice for this season and I didn't watch him because you know uh, that was uh, I mean his ice time's not great though eh sorry I just looked uh, PK's ice time he's only second on his team in ice time I, there goes that theory uh, I just, probably because they were. They were playing. They were playing uh, Markstrom, I think, a lot. But to to be fair, when you start saying anything about Subban from, let's say, when he came in in about two thousand, I think he started playing in two thousand nine, um, or maybe twenty ten. Like he, he jumped in in the playoffs one year, and you're like, whoa, this guy's like he can really move, sort of thing. Um, he had sheltered ice time from Michel Terrier almost the entire time he was there. Like, so I, I didn't get it. He was, to, to my eye far and away their best player uh and and he just he'd make one mistake and he'd be benched and you're like why isn't pk out there this is stupid like it was let me just they kept pulling back on the reins on him when you just were like just let him go play let him go you know like he was sort of he was sort of like a a little bit more reckless drew doughty in in that era when he was at his peak, like he was far and away to have his best player. Like he was electrifying and they just wouldn't let him do stuff like that. Let me make the case for him. I am not saying I actually think he should have won the heart. I'm just making the case. Okay. The Habs are not a great defensive team this year. They are uh, 13th of 30. So they are middle of the pack. They are on the other hand, the third best offensive team in the league. Yet, despite that, they don't have a single point in a game scorer. Their best scorer by total points, not points per game, is Pacioretty with 15 goals and 24 assists in 44 games. Their best scorer by points per game is PK. 11 goals, 27 assists, 38 points in 42 games. 23 uh, minutes, 15 seconds on ice, which is, you said shelter, but not that shelter. He's still second on the team in ice time behind Markov. Yeah, it's... What, what what I meant by sheltered was they they would he'd make a mistake in a game they'd haul him off the ice or yeah yeah I, I, I think there was I don't know if it was that year or the year before there was one year they played him on the penalty kill with um with Hal Gill okay and, and their like his his penalty killing stats he was like I think he I think he ended up falling like a few minutes short of being able to qualify for for like how good his PK percentage was but it was phenomenally good and then all of a sudden he wasn't playing on the PK anymore and this like narrative came in that he was a defensive liability and i'm like he gives away the puck sometimes but most of the time he's making a great play yeah like i i, I didn't get it i'm like montreal's so weird sometimes and it we have just... a with the problem with jake gardner yes yeah the fans would just lose their minds and the media would go crazy on him because he made the odd mistake but he was very clearly the best defenseman on the team by a lot and you're just like why does everyone hate him so much yeah because they only it's it's a it's that it's that fallacy right like you you remember you remember mistakes more than like things you can't see as well because you can't see the good stuff and so you only think about the mistakes um anyway 
you were saying. Yeah, Sorry. It's, just, it's nuts. The same thing in Montreal, except it was very media, media and coach driven. It felt like, yeah. um, you know, they'd always be talking about, oh, well, you know, you don't want him out there making mistakes and, uh, you know, stuff like that. We got to reduce his ice time. And it's like, um, he's your best defenseman. Like Markov's yeah. still good, but he's slowing, starting to slow down. When you play him with Markov, they're phenomenal together. Just let him go be PK. Like, why, why would you hit the brakes on this kid and make him doubt himself when clearly he's your best player? Like, just get him out there. Like, let him play. Like, he's young and in the best shape of his life. He could probably play 30 minutes a night if you really needed him to. Like, he, he can just... He did so many amazing things. And I'm not a Habs fan, but I live in Montreal, so I'm so exposed yeah. to it. And... All the radio station would ever talk about is like, how come they keep benching PK? Why? It wasn't fan driven. It was like largely, yeah. I think it was French media and coach driven. Well, and I just think Terry never liked him and he didn't play his like style of defensive game. Be like, you're also the guy that got fired and then immediately the Penguins went to two cup finals. Like, or, I'm you know, not. They, no, they went to the first one with him. They won without him. But like, He's such a, like, he's so focuses on the defense. It's like, dude, you got to score sometimes too. Like, it was so weird to focus on PK's one mistake in the second period. And then you put him on the bench for most of the third period. You're like, dude, just get him back out there. Like, and it's like, well, he doesn't learn from his mistakes. But like, he's trying to create something because your team's leading scorer is him. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, not to get too far off track, but at, and I'm not I'm not trying to say the rest of Canada is necessarily better, but Quebec <laughs> has a bit of a reputation, especially the French, about, you know, skin color. Oh, and, well, you know what? I, I, I If you wanted to get into that and you knew something about Terrier, then I would say that. But I really don't think that was it. Yeah. People in Montreal... You know, in, in fact, some people that I knew were, you know, would say some some pretty racist stuff every once in a while at the corner of their mouth about yeah. random people. Loved P.K. Subban. He was like oh, yeah. a god here. There, there okay. was no like it, it. I don't think that mattered for Montreal Canadiens fans or most people in Montreal. I think that uh, it may have been a case with. You know, I, I don't want to say that about Terrian because there's absolutely no proof of that. Yeah, I think yeah, I have no I, no proof. I, of I think it. PK just sort of became his whipping boy, and he didn't yeah. play he didn't play Terrian's style. Yeah. Um, and I also think the media sort of picked up on that the coach didn't like him, and he's not he's not like listening to the coach or he's not following what the coach is saying, and I think that became a thing. But he was adored in this town. Um, and in fact, uh, you know, like they asked uh, when John Bellyville passed away, they were asking, uh, you know, Mrs. Bellyville who, who, who they who they thought should be the next captain of the Canadians. And she was firmly in uh, PK's corner with that. Yeah. Um, it was it, it, it's such a weird they're going to have to make a documentary about how that all went down when he retires, because like it was just the weirdest thing in the world to watch how it all went like. Wait a yeah. minute! This guy gave ten million dollars, but since he didn't through it, do it through the Canadians Foundation, you hate him now. Like it's, it was weird. It was it was a bizarre well, world to be living in in Montreal. And now there's chicken and the egg stuff with him. Is like, did that? Is he a, is he a locker room problem, or is like, yeah. did that create the image of it? Because of course now he's he's on his what fourth team now, or is uh, it third, is it third. fourth third team? Sorry, third team. Um, so now oh, wait, he's did the Devils trade him. No, no, I don't think so. Um, I just, uh, I just 
I always forget that he got traded to the Devils, and I and then I like multiplies in my mind. But he, yeah. you know, uh, so w- we'll see if he keeps getting bounced around. Um, to bring it back though, all I was trying to say is like, I can make a case for him. I think that is better than Tavares's case, and like it's weird to me that he finished thirteenth in heart voting and Tavares finished or thirteenth. Sorry, is that the correct? Yeah, thirteenth. Um, and Tavares finished third when like he was very clearly like the Habs are the third best team offensively in the league. They are the third best team in the league or sorry, third, fourth by points, third by SRS. It's just weird that, you know, or, or you could pick a duck too. Like there's yeah. better choices than Tavares. Um, and I don't know why I'm harping on that. Just that I think that if, if, you know, like the argument that he had no, no, uh, um, no teammates like give him a fifth place spot it's not like he had a year like we were talking before the before the, we went live about a, a beret year the year Sackick won the heart and it's not like Tavares had a beret year this year exactly. he didn't yeah. <laughs> he, he, didn't, he, had, he, didn't, like, he didn't have one point for games yeah he didn't easily double and almost triple his teammates production yeah. no he yeah. did not do that he put up 0.98 points per game in a season where the league leader put up 1.56 I, I think if it, unless you're going to do the whole pro rating, Crosby didn't play enough games for my vote thing. You have to give it to Crosby. Yeah. And then I, I kind of feel that way. If you don't give it to Crosby, I, I'm, I'm okay with either St. Louis, Ovechkin, or Taves. I really am. I don't really care at that point. <laughs> um, I, I can't give it to St. Louis. I would like to. I wish his team had made the playoffs. They were just yeah. really awful. Yeah. It's tough. It's, uh, yeah, I, I think then either, you know, I'd be okay with Ovechkin or Taves. So I guess it's not the worst award in the world but i think both of us would agree that it's you're only giving it to ovechkin because you you're using that crosby didn't play enough games argument i think that's the yeah, only that, that, argument for crosby yeah exactly that's why ovechkin gets it and it feels kind of like slightly unfair yeah um, however crosby was uh, uh, rewarded for the next season um with his second heart trophy in 2014 and the penguins were the sixth best team in the league crosby was uh, shock of all shocks, the best forward in the league again. And we're all very surprised about that. Um, yeah, well, as, soon had, as, he, as soon as he wasn't massively concussed, turns out he's still really good. Yeah, he only had 1.3 points per game, which is a significant drop off from the previous year. But of course, it was a longer season. He won the Art Ross by 17. Wow. Uh, 104 to Ryan Geslav's 87. Um, and like I said, the Penguins were sixth, uh, which is you know obviously not amazing. But uh, it's still fine. It's it's better than a lot of uh, heart. You know, heart heart candidates have won the heart with less than uh, yes on worst teams. So I mean, I don't know. There's much to talk about for the 2014 one. It seems like he deserved it, and it's a good choice. Do you have any issues? I have no issues whatsoever. <laughs> okay. Um. Next, though, we have our once a decade goalie. Hart uh, Trophy, and that's 2015. Carey Price um, gets it. Uh, the Habs were second in points. However, it's worth noting that SRS has them all the way down at seventh um, because they did not have a great goal differential despite having the second most points. Um, your forward candidates, uh, your best one might be uh, Crosby or uh or Jamie Ben, how many games did Crosby miss this year? He only missed five games. So that's not bad. Um, 
he didn't have a really dominant this season. The scoring dropped a lot. Like Crosby uh, only had one point zero nine points per game. Still led the league in points per game, barely ahead of Tyler Sagan. Um, Jamie Ben had eighty seven uh, points for the Art Ross, one ahead of John Tavares, and three ahead of Crosby. Um, ben uh, must have uh, missed a game too, did he? Because uh, Tavares, no. Well, I don't know. I can't do math in my head, apparently. Um, <laughs> so, and then, uh, and then Ovechkin, it's worth pointing out, um, still led the league in point shares, uh, though he was uh, a, a bit back in the scoring. He was six back of Ben, five back of Tavares, three back of Crosby. So it does feel a little bit like maybe, first of all, there's Crosby fatigue. The Penguins were, oh no, the Penguins were awful. Not awful, but they were very mediocre. Barely made the playoffs. So Crosby fatigue plus them not being very good, uh, plus Crosby not winning the Art Ross, plus, you know, I guess looking at Dallas and being like, really? I mean, I don't know how bad Dallas was not good. Dallas missed the playoffs. Yeah. So, like, it's Ben had an amazing year that year. Uh, And, and, you know, so did Sagan. And they, they they were awesome. Crosby was his was below his usual self. He dropped down to 84 points. That's 20 less points than he had the year before. Yeah. Um, so to me, it's like if Crosby's not going to wow you with over 100 points in a season and Price had the kind of year that he had, it's almost like there's it's almost like there's nobody else to vote for convincingly except for Price, right? Um, well, what about somebody on the Rangers? You know that I can't abide that, right? <laughs> <laughs> God, and no, I don't know Nash. that I want to give the heart trophy to Rick Nash because that sure feels weird. It does, um, yeah. But uh, um, they don't really have a, a defenseman candidate, you know, unless, well, let's see what their underlying numbers are. They were, uh, Rangers were fourth best offensive team in the league, and they were the, uh, I don't know what, they were not a great defensive team it looks like oh no third best defensive team that's my my mistake they were actually so i mean i guess you could also make an argument for uh ryan mcdonough um which i mean it's hilarious to like have this conversation right because people are sort of like what but the rangers were the best team in the league um the the canadians looked better than their record or sorry their record made them look better than they actually were rather um as somebody who doesn't like giving uh, heart trophies to goalies. I'm struggling to find someone to give it to. But, uh, I mean, Carey Price did have, you know, a year in which he was very clearly the most valuable goalie in the league. Um, so, you know, he, he led the league in save percentage. He led the league in GAA. He did not lead the league in shutouts, but he was second. Um, he... He uh, laid. He led the league in goal saved above average, which is hockey references measure of goalie value, and he did so by 13, which wow. is a hell of a lot. Yeah. Um, and of course, he had the most point shares of anybody. Uh, that's uh, almost two ahead of Corey Schneider. <sighs> I guess maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's. It, it's it's a fair number of shutouts, isn't it? Like nine. Yeah, that's that's a pretty decent number, especially like you know the game had kind of. In mean, Flurry had ten. Okay, okay, that's, but still, I mean, like, 
you gotta you gotta imagine that they even though the stats might not bear it out that year, the Penguins typically were a better team than uh, than the Canadians, and the Canadians rely so much on their goalie. Um, yeah. To, to me, it feels like that's the reason the Habs were good was just Carey Price and PK Subban, and you know, pretty much that's it, right? Um, yeah. I mean, my my objection is the same as it always is. It's just like what, like there are goalies who have good years every year, and it's only like once a decade where we suddenly decided the year is good enough to be worthy of the heart, and then like we just decide that's not true again for another nine years, and it's I, like. I think what the difference is is that when the when the goalie has an outstanding year like that, and there's no forward who really yeah. jumps out at you, then you're like, well, I, who else are we gonna vote for? Like, I yeah, think that's what I, happens, you know. I think that's exactly what happened. I just wish there was a most valuable goalie award so we can get over it, stop making these distinctions. I don't know who to give it to. On the other hand, I understand their pain because I'm looking at this and I'm like. I don't want to. I I am I am a. Uh, what's the opposite of a truther? Because <laughs> I like, uh, I am a the opposite of a Rick Nash truther. Like I am someone who believes that Rick Nash was extraordinarily overrated, and like just like like. Do you remember when what's his name uh, Doug McLean said Rick Nash was like one of the best players in the M- in the NHL, and it was just like what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, well, a, he had all those years in Columbus where he had to do everything by himself, and I think I that, know. So for a lot the guy people, scored that's... 80 points. Did he ever yeah. score 80 points? He I think he had 79 as his career high for a season. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> anyway, but I mean, he actually has a case here just because he's the best forward on the best team in the league. And anyway, I I don't I I get the argument as to why Price should get it because you know the the goal leader, the assist leader, the point leader are all different. The points per game leader is different. Um, you know, you have uh, none of like the Art Ross winner is on a non-playoff team. The Capitals aren't great. The Penguins are worse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just it just you know coincided that no forward could really be getting a lot of votes. Yeah. Uh, by themselves, and then and then that happens to be the year where. You know, Carey Price is healthy and just does his Carey Price thing. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm abstaining. <laughs> I, I'm 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 totally okay with Price winning this one. All that right. was uh, that was the peak of his career where he was pretty obviously the best goalie on the planet. So. All right. So going ahead to 2016, uh, Patrick Kane um, uh, wins his heart, and I'm sorry. I know people want to stick to sports, but Patrick Kane has been credibly accused of sexual assault twice, uh, and nobody gives a shit. Is it Just, twice now? It's twice now. Yeah, oh it's twice. I have, I have not been paying attention whatsoever yeah. since the first one. Yeah, it's twice, and no one cares because it's hockey. And uh, anyway, just wanted to say that, pointed out that is a fact. He's been credibly accused twice. Now, hockey case, um, twenty sixteen. The uh, Blackhawks were tied for fifth in points, and they are sixth by SRS. He, of course, uh, won the Art Ross, and he won it by a lot, 17 points. He also uh, was 0.2 points per game ahead of Jamie Jamie Benn, who was the runner-up in the Art Ross. Um, So, like, pretty damn conclusive. Um, You know, Art Ross winner on a a top 
fifth of the league team. Right? Yeah. It's it's hard to argue with, I think. Yeah, it's tough. Unless you want to invoke non-hockey uh, yeah, re- yeah. reasons. It sure feels like this is his award. It's, it's, it's a little tricky, and I, I guess... Um, and this is really weird. I was just looking at it. This is the season that Doughty finally wins in Norris, but this is also the season where Carlson scored 82 points in 82 games and Burns scored 75 in 82 games. I'm like, wow, they they kind of did a they kind of pulled a quick one there on the Norris and decided to give it to you know arguably the the best defensive defenseman. Yeah, yeah. It's strange to me. It uh, is strange. Just, but you know what? It's probably they split the vote between Carlson and Burns for the people who wanted to go offense, and then. You know, so Doughty ended up winning it. But um, yeah, I, I could pull up the I could pull up the award voting and tell you in one second. Yeah. Uh, award voting. Um, our, uh, Norris. Sorry, we're talking about the Norris. Um, so uh, yeah, it it was it was split. Um, so uh, Wait, we're talking about what are we talking about? Twenty? Oh, sorry, twenty sixteen. I'm sorry, I'm in the wrong year. I was like, what? You said <laughs> the wrong player won this award. What is going on here? Um, all right, uh, yeah. So Doughty had uh, ninety three first place votes. Eric Carlson had forty six. Brent Burns had three, and Chris Letang had eight. Wow. So Doughty won it in the landslide. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, Though uh, um, Carlson had like a ton of second place votes. Which okay. is why he jumped ahead. It very it feels very much like uh, um, like Burns was like getting you know nobody very few people wanted to vote uh, Burns first. Yeah, it's, it's kind of strange. He had twenty he had twenty seven goals from defense. Like I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I I don't know. I I I feel like in a in another year Burns might have gotten uh, even some love for the heart. Uh, but Carlson yeah. outscored him with 82 points, even though you know he only had 16 goals. So Burns is a much better goal scorer. But it, I don't know. It's it like Ovechkin. He outscored Ovechkin, and he's a defenseman. I mean, not, not goals, but you know, points. Um, 27 goals is really remarkable for a defenseman. I'm surprised that he didn't get uh, he didn't get a bunch of votes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I still weird. think it's Kane's award, but like that's. Yeah. There's a there's a couple of remarkable defenseman seasons in there where if you're looking at the positional value, like yes, Kane scores 25 or 30 more points than both those guys, but they're both playing defense and they scored a point a game yeah. or close to it. Yeah. I mean, that's it's pretty significant. So um, I, I would say they both have the best case to challenge Kane on this, but I think if you're just looking purely at points, being on a good team, uh, you know scoring like crazy and beating everybody else in the league by a good 25 points, I think you kind of have to give it to him. Um, but if you hate his stupid face, um, which I'm, I'm a big proponent of, um, yeah. then I think you could try to make an argument for one of the defensemen just, just to spite him really. But if you're looking at it from a statistic statistics point of view, I think you pretty much have to give it to him. I, I think if the Blackhawks <laughs> were like, like in like 12th instead of sixth, I yeah. think you could really start talking yourself into somebody else. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, I, for me, like, six is, like, it's not, obviously, they're not the best team in the league, but, like, they're the top fifth of the league. It's 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 good enough for me. And, like, yeah. you know, I, I, I agree. I think I think Carlson 
and 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 Burns' season sort of getting completely overlooked are really weird and like like the fact that like they're not even in like they weren't getting you know like like Joe Thornton's getting more or, like heart votes and like and uh I don't know and like Braden Holtby getting a bunch of heart votes it over those guys is a little weird to me um it is like a you know it's like it's sort of like and Crosby like had an off year for him and Crosby is getting more attention than they are. And, you know, like, I don't know, like Eric Carlson was six in points per game for the entire league. Like that, that feels like you need at least some, how bad was Ottawa this year? Was this the year? This wasn't the year that they went to the conference finals, conference finals was it? Uh, oh, you know what? Ottawa didn't make the playoffs this year. That's, that's uh, a reason why he's not getting heart voting. There you uh, go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 82 points. People are like, those are empty calories, I think. 29 <laughs> minutes a game. Yeah. He, he, he was he doing was, his best to make them not shitty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. He was trying hard. Yeah, he was trying hard. 29. That is almost Prongarian. Yep. Um, wow. All right. So, 2017, uh, we have the next one showing up. Uh, Connor McDavid. Uh, wins his first heart. Um, I'm saying first heart, presumably. Uh, yes. <laughs> and uh, he, but the Oilers are eighth in points, but they are better than their record says. They are actually sixth by SRS, so they are a top, fo- uh, top fifth of the league team. Um, he uh, he wins the Art Ross. He wins it by eleven, and he is um, point only point zero three points ahead of Crosby. Uh, in the points per game race, uh, Crosby missed some games. I don't remember how many. Oh, he missed seven. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, McDavid has a pretty strong case because the Oilers are basically one of the best Oilers teams we've seen in a while, right? Like, they were not... This was the year that everyone thought they were going to, like, get even better the next year, and then, oops. Um, I think this was the year. Um it's a pretty solid case. I did want to point out that like Sergey Bobrovsky had like a hell of a case for a goalie just to be a pain in the ass. Uh, because obviously there's a clear forward case here and there wasn't the price year, but like I wrote in my notes, like how is the Bobrovsky case different than prices? And it's really like, you know, um, he, he, he got a, he got some first place votes. Yeah. He um, did. Like some people are still willing to vote for a goalie. His, his yeah. year wasn't quite as good as prices. He's a little bit off in, I think, every single stat across the board. Like he's, Yeah. Well, GAA is save percentage are all worse, but relative to the league, they are the best. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I, I totally get you. Like it's, but I think, I think the, the difference here is that, you know, McDavid and Crosby both sort of had excellent seasons. Yeah. If... If it had been, I mean, the other two first place votes are Burns and Carlson for putting up mad points like a defenseman, and then yeah. Brad Marchand even gets one. I mean, if it was just, let's say it was just Marchand, Burns, and Carlson, and you take away McDavid and Crosby, Bobrovsky probably wins it. I, I agree. So with you. There wouldn't be anybody to vote for. So. Yeah, I agree. I just wanted to be a pain in the ass and mention that. Yeah, well, I think um, if you take McDavid's 100 point year and put it in the same year as Price, Price probably doesn't win it. Yeah, I agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. Do you have any objections to McDavid winning this one? No, not at all. All right. So let's go ahead to 2018 with my favorite 
uh, Hart Trophy winner. The second favorite, I guess. It's between Price and Taylor Hall. Um, in terms of my favorite Hart Trophies of this decade, Taylor Hall wins his first, and he is on the 18th best team by SRS. Uh, what's, did I not write by points? They are uh, by points. They are 14th. But SRS, it's worth noting, they are, they should, if if there was some way of taking into account strength of schedule and goal differential, the Devils would not have made the playoffs. Yeah. Um, they are objectively worse than the Stars and the Blues, uh, who are both in the wrong conference. But, um, and also, yeah, I guess the other thing that benefited them is uh, is that they're in, in the Eastern Conference. Because um, now that I look at that, it's not just because that they made the playoffs because they were only 14th in points, but it's because they uh, they are in the weaker conference. Anyway, the narrative, of course, is that Hall dragged his team to the playoffs. On that, meanwhile, Connor McDavid had 108 points, which was only six ahead of Claude Giroux, um, but he scored 1.32 points per game. Um, actually, only 0.01 points ahead of Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon missed some games. Uh, he missed uh, eight games. McDavid did not miss any. Um, I have, like, Malkin's points per game highlighted in our little table there for no reason because he wasn't uh, leading the <laughs> league. I don't know why that's true. Um, McDavid's uh, Oilers were... Uh, they were not good. So he was, he was like, not a choice, right? For yeah. most people. So then the question is, well, who else? And uh, instead of picking, you know, Nathan McKinnon or uh, Claude Giroux, who, uh, um, you know, I, I, the Flyers were not good either, but yeah. uh, they were they were a playoff team. Uh, yeah. And they were, uh, weren't they? Yeah, they were. And they were, um, were they better? Well, they're pretty much the same kind of not very good as uh, as the Devils. However, Giroux had a better year than Hall did. Um, it's it's the narrative is that Taylor Hall had nobody good on his team to help him. Yeah. The problem with that is that there's probably at least one guy each year <laughs> dragging his shitty team to the playoffs. Maybe not to the degree that Taylor Hall did in this particular season. But, like, this is like Bernie Federko, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like, or should we give the heart to Bernie Federko when the Blues made the playoffs in the early 80s because he was, like, leading his team in points by, like, 35? No. <laughs> why would we do that? It's stupid. Why? So then why does the same logic make sense in 2018? You know? It's 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 a weird one to me. I uh, I think if you're not going to give it to McDavid, I think, I think Giroux's the pick. You should what? I said if if uh, if you're not going to give it to McDavid, I think Giroux is probably the pick. Because, oh, Giroux, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because if you're not giving it to, um, did the Avalanche make the playoffs that year? They did. Okay, well then then maybe you give it to McKinnon, but like they're like either one of those guys, I think is a better candidate than Hall in terms of they had a better year. Um, yeah. The argument with the argument between the Devils, uh, Hall and McKinnon, is that the Devils had better. Uh, they had one, uh, two more points. However, of course, if you look at SRS, the the Avalanche were a slightly better team. Not great. The thing is, McKinnon had a much better year than Taylor Hall did. 
Yeah, and 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 uh, you know, at that point, he wasn't like he was playing with Ranton and every night. I mean, he had Landis yeah. gone, but he he was. That was sort of the year where you're like, oh yeah, remember McKinnon? Like when he got drafted first overall, he's becoming a force now. Like look out, and then he's been amazing ever since. So I I, I feel like that could have been a year you gave it to him, but I I still I think I still would have given it to McDavid, even though his team was terrible. It's 108 points. Um, and if if you disqualify McDavid for not making the playoffs, then I say it's got to be Giroux. Um, yeah. So. I'm I'm okay with either Giroux or McKinnon if we're disqualifying McDavid. So, um, and then the other thing is that Kucherov has a case, right? Um, and then uh, presumably somebody on the Jets has a case, uh, and the, on the Predators. Um, yeah, better but, cases but the, than Taylor Hall. Those those teams are. It's always like, well, the whole team's good, so of course yeah. your stats are great. Yeah, so. yeah. Imagine yeah. having good teammates. It's terrible. Yeah. Like you should definitely not win the heart because you have good teammates. All yeah. like, um, yeah. I mean, Philip Forsberg's case is not uh, great because he's so far behind. Um, uh, the race. I mean, I guess you could make some kind of case for Roman Josie. Yeah. Josie, however you pronounce it. Because uh, they were they were uh, they were the second best defensive team in the league, and they were the second best team, in, or sorry, best team by points, second best by SRS. Um, the Jets, Blake Wheeler, um, had a good year. Uh, so I'm just seeing if uh, who the time on ice leader is. Bufflin, or as I like to call him, Bufuglian. Um, <laughs> had a pretty great year for him. Um, though having watched him play a, a lot, I'm, I'm always like amazed that he has good numbers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of mystifies me that he's effective. Um, I think there's a lot of candidates here who are better than Taylor Hall, is what I'm trying to say. And I'm not sure who the right one is necessarily. I just think that, like, it's weird that, like, he he got 12 more votes than, first place votes than McKinnon. Um, and, like, Giroux, he got 52, or 62 more first place votes than Giroux. Like, why? Yeah. And there's, like... You know, Blake Wheeler got one first place vote. Like, Crosby didn't get any. Wait, is this year? No, this wasn't a year that Crosby should get it. Sorry. I'm getting confused. Um, Kucherov, though, I don't think got a single first place vote, right? No, he didn't. Which feels strange. Yeah, 100 points and no, yeah. no place votes. Yeah. 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 It's, it, it's a weird year where nobody except for McDavid sort of blew anybody out of the water. And even then, most players below him who were in that range, except for Giroux, uh, sort of missed, missed a couple of games. Yeah. Um, so they might've been even closer, but like if the, if, if the guy has to make the playoffs, like I think it's gotta be Giroux or McKinnon. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think Hall is just, it, Hall is a weird choice. Yeah. And like, you know, it's like, there's so many, if you apply the rules, the, the logic that you use to, to support the idea that Taylor Hall wins the heart in 2018, and you go apply that to every NHL season of the past, you will come up with very strange heart trophy winners. Yeah, absolutely. Just, and it, it, I, I feel say, like the, the narrative there that he had been sort of unceremoniously dumped out of Edmonton as if he was the problem and then immediately lit it up and dragged his team to the playoffs. Everybody's like, oh, see, there you go. Taylor Hall is awesome. I feel like I that mean, was a part of him getting it. was. And they're not wrong about that trade being stupid. That doesn't mean he deserves the heart. <laughs> I, agree. I, I completely agree. 
Um, all right. So let's go to a, a little a, a one that's a little less controversial. Yeah. Uh, the next season, 2019, Nikita Kucherov wins his first Hart Trophy with like 30 more points than he had the season before, virtually 128 points. He is 12 ahead of Connor McDavid. He has 1.56 points per game, which is the first time in a number of years that someone had done that. Crosby was the last one half a half decade earlier. He is 0.07 up ahead of McDavid. And of course, the other important thing is that the Lightning, despite losing in the first round, which was amazing, by the way, um, <laughs> are really, really good. They are, uh, uh, sorry, math, 21 points ahead of Boston for first place. Yeah. And SRS-wise, they are 0.51 ahead of the Flames. And that, I, I don't, like... There's been a few times in the history of the NHL that a team has had that much of a lead in terms yeah, of SRS. Right. Um, they are one of the best regular season teams in the history of the sport. And they happen to feature the Art Ross winner. So, yeah. It's a slam dunk, though. There's it's not a slam dunk. Argue. No, there's no other case. I mean, McDavid had a good year, but yeah. like his team missed the playoffs. And... Uh, you know, Kucherov was one of the on one of the best regular. I keep having to say regular season, but one of the best regular season teams in the history of the sport. So, like, you know, and the award is a regular season award. It is not given out for uh, you know, there's no consideration but the playoffs. So, given that, I think he's absolutely like 100 percent slam dunk. Yeah, yeah, that's right. like that one's easy to just sort of drift right over. <laughs> yeah. So. On the assumption that uh, this season is not going to be playing too many more regular season games or any, given that we are in the midst of a pandemic, um, we are going to discuss who should win the heart for 2020 before we go. And uh, so the leaders are, uh, as the season ended, uh, Dave, uh, David Pasternak and Alex Oveshkin are tied for the league lead in goals with 48 in terms of goals per game believe it or not it's mika help me out here bill zabanajad zabanajad see i was going to be like zabanajad or something which is just really <laughs> really awful uh he's actually 0.01 ahead of ovechkin but it's because he missed he missed games um i didn't make us a table i'm sorry about that uh, i should have made us a table uh, leading the league in assists and points is Leon Dreisaitl with 67 assists on 110 points. 110 points, putting him 13 up on his teammate, Connor McDavid. Yeah, McDavid Mc missed games. McDavid did indeed miss games. Um, he had point. Uh, he he led uh, Dreisaitl in the assists per game column by uh, .04. However, Dreisaitl still has more points per game. Uh, 0.03 points per game more than McDavid, which gets into a real chicken or egg argument with yeah. those guys. Um, the Oilers are, uh, where are we? Where are the Oilers in the standings? The Oilers were actually not the worst this year. They are ninth in uh, points and they are uh, uh, not as good when it comes to SRS. Where are they? Where are they? Sorry, I gotta find out where the Oilers are. Oh, they're fifteenth by SRS. So uh, their record suggests they are better than they actually are. Yeah. Um, but that being said, 
heart heart trophies have been awarded to people on uh case in point taylor hall <laughs> on uh, yeah. players on teams that were worse than the oilers were uh in 2020 so the question is is this dry settles or mcdavid's or is it uh pasternak's or is it kucherov's is it um a kuchero oh kucherov missed games yes i didn't realize um is it Panarin's? Uh, who 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 do you have a do you have a preference? Uh, if I'm just looking at the stats, I'd probably say Drysital. But um, again, if they miss the playoffs, then maybe that's sort of like the disqualifier. But again, you know, I've watched videotape and it's like Drysital's really good, but a lot of his goals come from playing with McDavid. He doesn't always play with him, and he still produces yeah. without him. But I feel like he'd have a like absolute open like open and shut case if he played without mcdavid all the time um yeah they, yeah. they do split them up quite a bit compared to before but he's still like he's the he's the beneficiary of some pretty sweet mcdavid passes um pasternak plays on the best line in hockey gets a lot of help from Marshawn uh, bergeron and i mean the, the guy can shoot the puck he's a hell of a hockey player but maybe you know maybe it's uh you know, it, I, I think I'm okay with Dreisaitl winning it, but I'd also be okay with McDavid winning it. Um, yeah. And it's I guess it goes like if they make the playoffs, then, you know, maybe McDavid would have caught up to him a bit coming down the stretch, but feels like a lot of McDavid's assists are passes to Dreisaitl, so <laughs> they both get the point, so he's never going to catch him, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I still think McDavid's a, a vastly superior player, but, you know, if you're going to give it to the guy who's leading the league in points by... How much is he ahead of the next player? 13? 13. 13. Yeah, and, and that's still with... Uh, and there's only 11 games left if they come back. Okay, so yeah, he's he's got a pretty significant lead on the whole league. Um, I guess if Pasternak had done something goofy and hit like 60 goals or something, like like lit on fire down the stretch, maybe, but I, I think it's Dreisaitl's award. And I'm, I'm not a big fan of his at all, so, you know, the stats yeah. are pretty convincing. I so I like I must admit that I as I said a few minutes ago with the 2013 season I just don't watch hockey like I used to I as much as the Leafs have been much much better in the last few years though they obviously had their problems this year with goaltending specifically um which is a regular problem for them um I uh I just really don't pay any near near attention. Like I used to watch like almost every Leafs game and lots of other you know parts of lots of other hockey games and now I just I I watch basketball. And and whereas before I if there was no Leafs game on, I would watch a hockey game. Now if there's no Raptors game on, I watch a basketball game. It's a weird change for me. Yeah. But I mean and that happened I I would just like to point out before people scream bandwagon at me. This all happened before they won last year. This happened yes, six, yes. seven years ago, six years ago. Because I have him on Facebook and Twitter, and his, his yeah. feed is very annoyingly Raptors centric. Yes, so. it's, it's very much Raptors all the time. And it's been for years. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, uh, as I said, I, I gave up. Uh, basically, the, 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 the moment I could not take it anymore was the David Clarkson signing, and even when we got Austin Matthews in the lottery, I was just like okay, this is going to turn me around and I'm going to be back to Leafs first. And it just didn't happen. Partly because the Raptors were a playoff team and they were good, even though they were getting their ass kicked by Cleveland every season. They were at least good in the regular season. They had some, you know, every regular season, they had a like best regular season in team history, right? Like, yeah. so it was a really 
it was an opportune time for me to get into the sport more than I already was. I just bring that up to say I have not watched like uh, Dreisaitl and McDavid. The reputation is that McDavid is the better player. He's a center, which makes me want to say, like, normally the center is more important. And yeah, so I want to say... Those dry, so is Dreisaitl, but they play them together. Kind of yeah. like what the, the Penguins uh, have done on occasion with... Um, Malkin and Crosby. With Malkin and Crosby. Uh, yeah. Where they're just like, let's just superpower this line. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't actually realize Dreisaitl was a center. So that shows you how little attention I've been paying. Yes. Um, I I, I kind of think that, like, despite reputation, without me actually watching, quote-unquote, film, I have to give it to Dreisaitl just because he, he does have the... He has the points per game edge, and as much as I think there might be a Kunitz Crosby thing happening with Drysaddle being a much better version of Kunitz, oh, yeah. um, the fact is Kunitz in that crazy year that Kunitz had like the really crazy year in the Lockett shortened season, he still wasn't ahead of Crosby in points per game. No, by, he, was he was way behind. Well, and, that, that, that's the thing. It's like it's Drysaddle's a very good player in his own right. I just don't think he's as good as McDavid. I don't think any Oilers fan would make that argument as much yeah. as they probably love Dreisaitl. They'd be like, yeah, obviously McDavid's better, but Dreisaitl's damn good too. Be like, well, yes, I know. But like, do you think your team could thrive if you, you know, if you took McDavid away for an entire season or you took Dreisaitl away for an entire season, you know, which team would outperform? And I think they would all kind of say, well, McDavid, I mean, he does, he can make anybody better. Whereas I think Dreisaitl, when he plays with certain players is very effective. Um, and admittedly this year, uh, you know, I started working a job where I have to get out of bed at five 30 in the morning. So I haven't been watching very many West coast games, even, even my beloved Canucks, I catch a lot of the highlights. Um, so I haven't seen a lot of what dry has been doing, but I know he, he's capable of playing center and wing. So I don't know if he's been playing more on the wing this year and then playing with, uh, McDavid or Ryan Nugent Hopkins as a center. Um, or so I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm sure some Oilers fans are upset and saying, Oh, he plays in all these situations and he, like I said, he's not Chris Kunitz. He's a very, very good player in his own right. I just think that if you take McDavid away from him, his point totals wouldn't be that gaudy. So. The, the, the thing that I would need to help make this decision without actually watching Oilers games is is also like if there's like wowies out there uh, with or without you. Um, <laughs> stat, stats on uh, on like uh, how McDavid and Dreisaitl are performing, you know, without the other. Yeah. Uh, but just... The only other uh, I, that information I'm sure is out there somewhere, particularly on like Oilers blogs or whatever. Um, but given that like we're not about to do a deep dive into that, I will say that McDavid's uh, possession numbers, Corsi and Fenwick, are slightly higher than Drysaddle's. Yeah. But like generally speaking, despite the Oilers being a playoff team, the whole team's possession numbers are awful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's only four guys who are positive, uh, which is crazy, given that they're like. I don't like how do you do that and still have a positive goal differential? I don't know. Anyway, um, they must be dumping chasing a bunch of times. Uh, anyway, uh, that would that would be if that was more definitive, that might convince me to to vote for McDavid instead. If like yeah. it was very clearly like McDavid was a positive possession player and Drysaddle wasn't, but they're both negative. They're just McDavid is less negative than Drysaddle, and they're both barely negative. Like yeah. it's the kind of thing that by the end of the season could bump up to 50. Yeah. Um, so that doesn't help. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm inclined I to give it to dry settle. I think the point differential is big enough. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, since 
you know, when you went through the point per game stats and Dreisaitl still ever so slightly ahead, I'm like, okay, that makes me feel like they were both about on the same pace. So I'm okay with giving it to Dreisaitl because he played a full season. Um, if McDavid had caught him, then maybe, you know, you give it to McDavid, but I'm, I'm okay with either one of them winning it really. As long as the Oilers make the playoffs, I guess, if you're going to use that. Yeah. Logic. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, I still I mean, feel like they're far enough ahead of anybody else in the league that like, yeah. Not too much quibbling to be done if either yeah. of them win, I think. You know, I mean, Panarin has a case, I guess, but, yeah. like, um, the Rangers are better than the Oilers, but, like, not much better, I think. i got to look. Find By that. SRS? Uh, let me see. SRS. Uh, Rangers are... Yeah, the Rangers are better than the Oilers by SRS, but it, not definite, like, not so much that it's, like, yeah. shocking. Yeah, but, but um, Panarin's, Panarin's amazing, and I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't be opposed to him getting some votes, but I think to take it away from Dreisaitl when, and unless he unless he caught up to him in points, right? And I don't think, he, how, how close was he? 15 back? Yeah, he's like 15 back. Okay. Oh, so, no, yeah, yeah, 15. You're absolutely right, 15. Yeah, yeah. so I'm, to, to me, that's too big of a gap to make up yeah. the difference, you know? Fair enough. I think yeah. that's fine. Um, all right, so that does it for this episode of ours. Uh, and uh, we have one more uh, for the Heart Series, which we will uh, be posting few weeks after this as as usual so we hope you will turn in for that one tune in for that one not turn in tune in (laughs) we will see you then